Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Claiming and Applying the Promises, Part 2 of 2. Key verse is 1 John 2:25. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. Claiming and applying the promises of God are two sides of the same coin. For those of you in countries not familiar with American sayings, it means two parts of the same thing. Now, we can claim a promise by faith, but then we must apply any principles involved. This normally means meeting conditions that are present with the promise. These involve praying in faith, choosing to believe God will grant the promise he makes when we do our part. When you understand how to claim a promise and apply it to yourself, Consistently over time, change will come to your life. Seeing promises fulfilled to you will build your faith. Now, there's a word here about the necessity of faith or to believe. In the New Testament alone, the word faith is used 249 times, and the word believe is used 124 times. And it's the same word for both, normally used in the Greek manuscripts. So the total is 373 times Scripture mentions faith and or believe. This reveals how important our choice to believe, to exercise faith, is to God. And this is a major condition to claiming and applying God's promises. It can become an adventure with God when we claim and apply His promises, although the process is tedious at times. The devotion focus is understanding why God made promises. So why would God make promises? Let's look at definitions of the word promise from the Oxford Dictionary. As a noun, it is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. And as a verb, it is to assure someone that one will definitely do, give, or arrange something, undertake, or declare that something will happen. From these two uses, the noun is passive and the verb is action, a better understanding of God's promises is possible. Example of the noun, a particular thing will happen. The event that follows in Genesis is when God promised Abraham that Sarah, even though barren and great in age, I'm trying to say this nicely, she was old, but she would give birth to a son the following year. This is out of Genesis 18.10, and this is God speaking. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. See there, the Bible says so. Well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Verse 12. Therefore. Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Meaning the pleasure of having a son. And in verse 10, God promises Sarah will give birth. And in verse 12, Sarah voices her lack of faith. In this instance, Sarah's lack of faith doesn't affect God's promise to Abraham because this promise is passive in that the event will come to pass because God declared it would. And now here's an example of the verb use. 
The background for this event is when Jehoshaphat was king, an invading army was set to come against Jerusalem. Evidently, this army was big enough to overwhelm the nation of Israel, and so the king prays in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 11. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. He's praying to God now. And in verse 12, O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And then God responds through a Levite priest, Jehaziel. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. And he, Jehaziel, said, Listen. All you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. In verse 16, Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them there at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Jerusalem and Judah. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I hope all of this isn't too much information. It's just that if we can understand the context of a promise and its use, we are in a better position to pray for and receive the promise and promises that we need. And see if these verses help with seeing God's heart and what he promises. Now, this is from the New Testament, and it's Jesus speaking in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus made that promise, knowing it will cost him his life to fulfill it. And then in Romans 10.9, that if you profess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here in Romans, Paul reiterates Jesus' promise to save. And take note of this. He saves whoever believes, whoever calls, and that's in faith, on the name of the Lord. They shall be saved. These verses, John 3.16 and Romans 10.13, rebuke the false teaching that only certain people, the chosen ones, shall be saved. Now, how so? Well, think of being chosen like this. In marriage, each person must choose the other. When we choose God, he in turn has already chosen us. On our part, this is all done in faith. For example, when we claim by faith God's forgiveness and choose his son as savior, we then apply the promise of salvation, of being adopted by, as God's children by living according to the commandments of Jesus. Now listen to Jesus in John 15, verses 10, 12, 13, and 14. John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Verse 14. 
You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now, verses 10 and 14 are conditional promises by these requirements. In verse 10, if we keep his commandments, we will abide in his love. In verse 14, if we keep his commandments, we are his friends. Now, in summary, God gave promises throughout the Bible, promises he intends us to claim by faith and prayer and apply them by faith. If we study these promises to see which ones apply to us in this day and then live by them, they will change our lives for the better. It may be our life in the world around us or our spiritual lives live before God, but no matter. In actions to consider, you must decide whether to discover other promises and find ones that apply to your needs and desires. Try this to get started. On a 3x5 card, write John 3.16. During the coming week, read it out loud to yourself and say something like this. I choose to believe this verse applies to me. I am a saved child of God, and that is saved from God's wrath. My name is written in the book of life in heaven where none can erase it. And this truth is found in Luke 10.20 where Jesus said, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then Revelation 21.27. But there shall by no means enter it, talking about heaven, anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. But listen, only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, next week's devotion is, Do You Have Grace? Here are a couple of verses for thought. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.